Today's episode is brought to you by Batch Driven. Receive 50 skip traces for free. Go to batchdriven.com forward slash Dave or use code Dave when signing up. For using this special offer, you will receive a seven-day free trial to check out Batch Driven for yourself. And you will receive 50 skip traces included for free. Batch Driven is the best app on the market when it comes to driving for dollars. You can skip trace, send mail, plot your drives, and even send SMS messages directly to motivated sellers right from the app or website, whichever you prefer. Head on over to batchdriven.com forward slash Dave or use code Dave at checkout to receive 50 free skip traces plus a seven-day free trial. Welcome back to the Discount Property Investor Podcast. Our mission is to share what we have learned from our experience and the experience of others to help you make more money investing like a pro. We want to teach you how to create wealth by investing in real estate the discount property investor way. To jumpstart your real estate investing career, visit freewholesalecourse.com, the most complete free course on wholesaling real estate ever. Thanks for tuning in. The three option letter of intent is what we are talking about today. We're talking about why we stopped using it and why we don't use it. So, Dave, what is the three option letter intent or what's uh, what's your take on it? I mean, my opinion was you would use multiple different options because oftentimes as somebody who's wholesaling properties, your cash offer would be low. So, again, your three option letter of intent, the idea was, hey, let's get some other ideas out there so that uh, you aren't just told no constantly, you know? Yeah, I think there's two reasons people use it, Mike. One would be um, to make your cash offer look appealing maybe or maybe not i guess it could go either way mm -hmm. the other is, is if you really are seeking those other types of investments so if you're looking to buy some sub twos or some owner finance deals having multiple options for the seller is a great idea however me and you aren't into that which is fine it's just not what we choose to do it just seems like it's not worth our time so when we offer those other offers our cash offer is typically the lowest offer so it kind of makes our cash offer, you know, not look so strong. Um, I've used it on and off, to be honest with you. I've mm -hmm. used multiple offer, you know, uh, or multiple types of offers when making an offer in the past. And it, it really is a great approach for those who don't have much equity or you just know that their offer, your offer is going to be way below what they would be willing to accept. But I personally like don't take don't like taking away from my cash offer because that's our goal, right? So I think it depends a little on what your goals are. It is, and I think, uh, I mean, my personal opinion is, it's kind of like what you just said, is that we just, we we did not really want to go after uh, like sandwich lease options or the owner finance deals because- Sub two, yeah, even we, with, uh, even without, 
Yeah, there's so like let's talk about what these what these options or what these um, offers look like. Let's sure. start there. I think we kind of so and in I think too exactly fast, I think uh, exactly let's cover the three option. It's really a letter of intent. It's a so, letter of intent with so, three options for a seller. Yeah, you're not sending three contracts saying I'll do this, I'll do this, I'll do this. It's saying, hey, I'm willing to buy your property these different ways, right? Absolutely. That's, that's what the three option letter of intent is. Mm-hmm. So what are the most common three offers? One is the cash one. Uh, the second one is uh, the seller financing or owner financing. So if they can provide you um, Though they're usually terms. both owner financing, I feel like. I guess it depends on what yours look like. So let's talk about True. what ours looks like. True. It could be anything, guys. Ours was a cash offer. It was an owner finance um, short term with a balloon, I believe. I think that's what we tried. And then it was a owner finance long term. And the cool thing about the long term one was it was principal payments. We didn't even pay interest. There was no rate of interest. The short one I think maybe did have one, but you can remove that, you know. Right. And like so why would somebody go for that? Well, the idea is okay, instead of our price, which would be low, like our cash price, we would be like, okay, we'll pay you your price over 10 years, something like that. Absolutely. So again, that's where that's why you would use something like that or how you could justify it. So why did we get away from it? One, I mean, honestly, people, for the most part, at least in our experience, my experience, aren't interested in that. Nine times out of ten, people want the cash. They want to just be done with it. I mean, that's my experience. They want to be done with it. Yeah. Right. So let's do a real-life example. All right. right. So we get a property. It has an ARV of 150K. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, it's in a normal area. So it's a 70% discount for our discount rate. Okay. Uh, the repairs are $27,000. I'm just going to throw a random random number out there. Okay. So let's run through our MAO formula. MAO is going to be 150. Got a calculator over there? Sure. Times 0.7 minus 27K. So we're at uh, so 150, 150 times 0. 0.7 is 105. Okay. Minus 27. Let's make it a round number so it's easier no, to think I, about. I like that it's off. All right, number. minus twenty-seven. Yeah. One. Oh man, I messed it up. One hundred five minus twenty-seven. One fifty. Oh, I'm sorry. One fifty times point seven is one hundred five. I mean, interrupt you. One hundred five. Okay. Minus. And then minus our twenty-seven. Twenty-seven is seventy-eight. Okay, so seventy-eight k would be what we'd be willing to pay for this property. Now we would need to take our wholesale fee out if we're wholesaling it. Mm-hmm. Let's take the wholesale fee out. Yeah, it's called ten k. 10K. Okay, 78K now becomes 68K. So that would be our cash offer on this house. 68K cash offer. Okay. Now, if the if the owner of this property owes 90 grand and they don't have any money to bring to the table. And this is probably somebody who's owned it for 15 years. Right. So again, it's that's not uncommon for them to still owe. A majority of Absolutely. the mortgage or the value. So 68K is what Mike and I are willing to say, hey, you know, Mr. Seller, we're going to give you 68K today. We can close in two, three weeks, get this done. Um, but let's just say that the seller owes 90 and they don't have any money to bring to the table. So this would be the type of lead that a multiple offer situation may be in your benefit. If they are motivated to sell, however, they don't have any money to bring to the table, but they may be interested in selling you the property at 90 grand, then there may be something on the table there. Now, Mike, we wouldn't normally pay 90. So why would all of a sudden we be willing to pay 90? Something's got to give, right? We have to trade something in order for us to come up on our number from 68 to 90. So that would be 
enter option two. Option one would be cash offer, enter option two. So how would you present that to the seller? Okay, you owe 90, we'll pay you 90, but. So option two in my brain, when they owe 90, I would want to go and do uh, subject two. I mean, that would be my perfect. My so, that could option. Be option, option so the value that they're providing me, one is the house, but then two is the fact that I don't have to go out and get financing. So my my second option would be the the uh, I love it. that's where I would go. I'll to. take over your payments, Mr. Mr. Seller. You can walk away from this house. I'll take over the payments and you don't have to worry about it anymore. OK, now. So Again, the cool it, thing it, about this, Mike, is that not, might not be a bad deal, because if they're 15 years into a 30 loan. Right, they bought it for, or it's worth one fifty. Who knows what they paid for it? But they owe ninety on it, and you take over those payments. Yeah, you're not getting a great deal, but fifty to fifty-five percent of that payment is going towards principal. Whereas if you were to go out and get a loan, you'd be at one or two percent for the first payment. That's right. So you'd have a lot of leverage right. on your amortization table. But I like that sub two for ninety on option two, um, and that would still make the deal work, guys, because we could go in and just take over those payments and so we wouldn't have an out-of-pocket expense to buy it. So if we were to rehab it, for example, and it needs 27 grand, our out-of-pocket's 27, not nine, not 90 plus 27. We're just making those payments, right? And maybe that will work, maybe it won't. If it's a, a good deal to do a rental on, maybe it doesn't need the full 27, maybe it needs 10 or 15, and then we just start making payments. Again, a lot of that payment amount's gonna go to principal, but it could position us with a cash flow as well as a wealth building strategy. So that's option two. Option number three would be even more typically than the 90. Let's say we're offering a hundred K as an offer. However, this one is going to be a 10 year 0% interest or another way to look at that is principal only and we're going to start making payments right away. And basically, we're going to pay 100 k over a 10-year period with 0% interest. So 100% of the payment that we make is going to go into equity or debt pay down. However, the seller would have to wait 10 full years to receive all of his money. So there are advantages doing paying that as well. So even if you bought a property at 100 with the 10-year payment directly to the seller, and you put the 27 in, you're in at 127 with an MAO of 150. I'm sorry, with an ARV of 150. So, you know, you could sell that property and maybe make a, a few bucks, not much though. Cost of selling it, yeah, holding I mean, plus interest. Fix, well, plus fixing it and up. Fixing it up. We well, just said you needed 27 in Yeah, repairs, so 100 like, plus 27, it's, you're going to be at 135. You're not so going to you make could, much. You on might. That. You might not. Right. Yeah. But you might not. But again, with option two and option three, the beautiful thing is, is if you don't have money, or the ability to get it from a bank, that might be your only barrier, your only way to enter this business, Mike. You see Correct. what I'm saying? 100%. So, so there are advantages with paying more and having a seller either work with you to take over their loan or to just pay them directly and they be the bank. Uh, but you're going to pay more. You're going to buy that. It's so, going to cost money to do those things. So, Dave, the, the, and the reason that we don't, Mike, and I'm just going to finish up, is because we don't have to um, work with the seller. We can work with lenders and bankers. So ideally, you want to you, you want to be able to just get your own money to close and not worry about it. 
But if you don't have money, these would be great for Well, and that's what I was going to say. Is, so why do we not do it? That's what I was trying to get at is why do we not do this? Like, it's like, well, that sounds awesome. Like, why would I not want to do that? Well, I think it's twofold. Uh, one is it's a little bit more work to find a motivated seller has a property that they're willing to sell at a decent price or rather a decent. I mean, all three of these are a discount kind of. They have to be. Yeah. Again, I, 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 I do not see how it would work. And again, maybe I'm just not experienced with it. And I'd love it if I was wrong. Somebody could show me the how. The lease option game, and that's something that we haven't talked about really, but the lease option could be one of the three offers. We, we just pulled out our three. Mm-hmm. Anybody else could have their own three. The lease option, I think, would be the only approach or one of the approaches and or sub two, but that would allow you to basically pay retail. Because there's people out there that are buying properties for retail but they're not getting loans. They're taking over the mortgages, right? Or they're financing it from the, the yeah, seller see, directly. And I, to me, it just and doesn't. lease option. That, to me, doesn't make sense. It just doesn't make sense. I don't I don't like it. Uh, I just feel like it's too risky. Like you, But again, that's just me. It's yeah, my it's comfort level with real estate investing. It's a lot of paperwork, too. And I think that's the reason why I personally don't like it. I don't mind dealing with the people and negotiating, but there's a lot that goes into doing it right. Right, you have to set up a new entity, a new entity for each property. Right. You have to, yeah, there's a ton of it that goes into it. you got to have the right paperwork with powers of attorney, or you have to have them, you added as, you know, an acceptable party to review the current loan if it's not your own loan. If it's direct to the seller, it's much easier because then you make your own terms, and they're the, ba- they're the lender. But whenever you're dealing with their lender, it complicates it a whole lot more. Mm-hmm. And it's where the properties are paid off that they're willing to sell on a 10-year. Yeah, that's another thing. I feel like it's rare that people I was will... going to go there, but I decided not to because of this, Dave. Okay. Wholesaling, one of the biggest things you'll hear when you say, oh, I buy properties at 50% on the dollar, or, oh, I buy property, you know, like, yep. oh, why would a seller ever take a $50,000 offer on, or well, let's use our example, a $68,000 offer on a $150,000 house? That never happens. So that's why I didn't want to say that, because we buy houses at a discount, all the time. Yeah, and that's, yeah, all the time. So one thing I was thinking about while you were saying that is, is with us being discount property investors, that's our brand too, mm-hmm. right? That's what we do all day. It doesn't make sense for us to buy properties not at a discount. And whenever you're doing this creative, oftentimes that's why. Because you can't get it at a discount. So it kind of just goes against mine, mine and yours or yours and I's. Just our philosophy. Our whole philosophy. Right. Of If you can't get it at a discount... Can you make money buying properties not at a discount? Absolutely. Is it harder? Absolutely. So, <laughs> <laughs> right? When you buy at a discount, it makes everything easy. Well, and here's and the, easier. Here's the other reason I think that we don't do it is we yeah, we're discount property investors and I lost my train of thought, Dave. Um, let me think about that for 2 seconds. 1, buying at a discount. 2, it, Can you make money on it at, at, at above a discount? Yeah, but it's harder. It is. That's the, I think that's just the main thing, you know? I like to just streamline things and keep it simple. Whenever you're doing these other things, it just can kind of – it's a shiny object, too. So, so here's the thing. Yes. Like, I want to I want to say my, talk about Jeff real quick because he's one of our – both of our good, good buddies. I love it. And Jeff's a sub-two guy. He loves it, and he's good at it. And I promote the hell out of him, and I want him to keep doing it because he has a system for that – and that's what he looks for, right? Mm-hmm. So if that's what you want to do, great. If you want to do lease options like Joe McCall, our good buddy, great. They're super successful at these things. But they're typically focusing on their efforts on just those things. 
And as a wholesaler, when you start adding these object, these shiny objects, you're going to go down these rabbit holes and you're going to, it's going to pull you away from what we like to call the three pillars I of like wholesaling. No, I really do. That was my thought that I couldn't, yes. couldn't remember. I'm helping. Was it, I were was, a team, bro. Yeah. was, guys, that especially our, our beginning students, people who are just starting out, yes, there are 100,000 options. Literally, there's a, there's a million different things you could do with your time, with your efforts. But if you focus on just wholesaling and finding a deal, you're going to be better off in six months because you're going to know how to wholesale. Whereas if you go and you make an offer and you or a letter of intent, you send three or four different offers and the seller comes back, oh, tell me more about seller financing. Well, shit, now you've got to go and figure out all this stuff that you're going to then explain to the seller. Same thing. You're going to have to, oh, shit, now i got to figure out how to do all this paperwork and all that. To me, it's just not worth it. Focus on finding the deals. Focus on doing some marketing and generating leads for yourself. You're going to be 100 times better off wholesaling. Totally agree. That's why we do it. So, Or why we don't do it. Why we don't do it. So conclude, we aren't a fan of multiple offers. We're not saying it doesn't work. We're not saying that you shouldn't use them. But just be aware of the pros and the cons when you're doing that. It's going to make your cash offer look worse So because it's the lowest number on the sheet. And I've, I've literally – I think I've got three or four leads to where I need to follow up and just do some subject to deals because the cash offer didn't work, but the subject to might. Uh, we're taking over the payments. So, again, it's not that we don't do those type of deals. It's just we don't chase them. Yeah, it's not worth it to us. Signing off, guys. Thanks for listening to the Discount Property Investor Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please like, share, and subscribe to help us reach a wider audience. To jumpstart your real estate investing career, please visit freewholesalecourse.com, the most complete free course on wholesaling real estate ever. We would also appreciate it if you left us a review on iTunes or Stitcher. Thank you in advance for your support. And remember, you make your money when you buy and you get paid when you sell. Now let's go build some wealth.